for this thing, you know. Uh, what I want to talk with you guys about today, or what God wants me to talk with you guys about today, it was, uh, it, it had to do with last week's message. How many of you were here last week? Most all of you were here, right? And, well, what I was preaching on was being an eagle Christian. You know, it's kind of funny. I got a lot of kickback because I did not use the eagle reference with tying it to Auburn, Right? And, you know, we've got some people, because we live in Auburn, they're pretty dedicated fans. And, I mean, I was quick to get those emails and those texts. I'm like, hey, bro, come on. You use everything but our football team. Well, I will say this, because I know a lot of you are watching. And, look, you know, the Eagle represents strength and power, and they obviously brought strength and power to the field yesterday. There. All right. That's all we got. We got that. But that doesn't have anything to do with what I want to talk to you about there. All right? just want to throw that nugget out there. I want to make Jeremy happy. So, but what I do want to talk to you about, if you were here last week, I, I gave the testimony of how God, I, how I had been believing God for a kayak paddle. Sounds silly, right? A kayak paddle. You know, they're 100 bucks, 150 bucks for a good one. And I was believing, I had been believing God for that. You know, it sounds silly to believe God for something, so, something tr- so trivial, so small. You know, just believe in God for a power. And I was extremely excited that, you know, I shared the story of how I got my, my paddle. It didn't cost me anything. I got it. It was, God was blessed, right? And, and it, was, it was really good to, to share that because, you know, your testimonies are everything. And I had been believing God for probably a couple months for that paddle, right? I mean, you know, we all should be believing God for some things. Amen. But what really surprised me in this is 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 a lot of is how few people understand the importance and the significance of believing God, and what that are, are the number of people that don't even really understand what it means to believe God. And I'm going to tell you something. We got to the place of learning to believe God the hard way, and this is the way most people get there. And that's that means they hit rock bottom when they can't when they can't accomplish things anymore in their own strength. They're hitting rock bottom, and that's when they always turn to God. And that's how we got there. But, you know, and through this process, and I'll share a story later that will explain that, but through this whole process, we learned that we don't make impulse purchases at our house, even if it's $100, $150, $50. We've learned at Isbel Nation House, we go to God. We pray. Sounds silly, right? Well, no, that's what he tells us to do, right? Because, see, too often when we lean on our own natural thinking and our own fleshly desires, come on, we get led astray. There's too much room for error there, right? And so we learn to, we go to God first. We pray, and then we believe God for the answers to our prayers, right? And so that's what I was doing when I was believing God for the, for the paddle. And, uh, I'll, and I have a list of things that I'm believing Him for, big things and little things. This is how we operate our nonprofit. This is how we raise the thousands upon thousands of dollars to orchestrate a hosting program. You know, it doesn't come because I work, work, and I do work, but it doesn't come from there. It comes from God making a way, right? Because God's the one that called us to do it. But after I shared that testimony as in, in, here at church and, and through last week, I got multiple comments from people that they said this. And I'm not calling anybody out. I corrected this at the time. So, you know, I'm not calling anybody out. But I was, they would tell me this, Pastor, that was a powerful testimony to be such a small item. I just wish God would do that for me. And I sat there for a minute as I heard this. And, of course, I corrected that. 
And God spoke to me right there. And because it surprised me. Because God's no respecter of people. He loves you as much as he loves me, and he loves me as much as he loves the great ministers and the great actors and the great football players. You know, they don't get special privileges in heaven. I don't get special privileges in heaven. If God answers my prayers, he'll answer your prayers. He wants you blessed to be a blessing. Come on. He wants you to succeed at the plan that he's called and developed for you. He wants you to be a success at it. He doesn't want you to fail. He's, and he's made a way for all of that. And God spoke to my heart. He said to me, he said, they, my people don't know the lifestyle of faith. See, that's what we live at our house. The lifestyle of faith. Do you live the lifestyle of faith? See, a lot of people think of faith, is just, that's just a religious term that we use at church on Sunday. But you've got to remember something. We serve a good God that's a smart God. He knows more than we know. And he, he, set, he, he set us here on this earth and with everything that unfolded, he, he wants to reestablish his kingdom and he sent Jesus to do that. And, 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 and through all of that, you've got to understand, through his scriptures, he's made a way for everything that we need in this life. See, too many people are going around hoping God's going to touch me today. Well, this world's throwing this at me. Maybe God will help me out. That's not how you live your life. It's not how you live your life. You live your life trusting God. Amen? Trusting God. And that really, that took me by surprise. Actually, that's what I titled today's message, The Lifestyle of Faith. And we live that lifestyle. That means we believe God for our, for our bills to be paid. We believe God. Listen, we couldn't operate this church any other way. Matter of fact, when we launched this church, we had zero dollars. But God said, I want you to carry it on. But we had zero dollars. But God said, carry it on. What did I do? I took a step of faith. I took a step of faith. And we're here today. You guys know the story. And obviously, you know, God moved on to Emory because Emory launched it. He gave the first 500. And here we are today. Praise God. And this story, a testimony and testimony about how God worked to get us here. Amen. But see, all of that comes from understanding faith. And faith isn't just something we use on Sunday morning. It should be a lifestyle to you. That should be how you live your life. The example you're setting for your kids, right? Because, I mean, it should consume every part of your being. And so, and if you really, if you think about it, understanding this, it determines the success of whether or not you're going to fulfill the plan of God for your life. Because the only way in the Bible that God tells us to live, He tells every believer throughout Scripture, to live by faith. Live by faith. Nowhere in there does it say, live this life, do the best that you can, work hard if you want to. I'm holding on to everything, and I may help you out on occasion just because I feel like it. Come on, that's not a God that we serve. Study His nature. God is a God of love. God is love, and so that means He's not withholding from you because He wants you to accomplish the plan that He has for you, right? So, I mean, who would serve a God like that? Right? Think about it. He's made a way. We just need to know how to access the way. Amen? That's very important. Look with me at Romans 1. We'll start in verse 1. I think I'll start at 16. I'm going to look at this in the King James. But we're going to touch on it out of the passion. I love the passion on this. Let's see, 14. No, we'll start at 16. Romans 1. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And this is Paul talking right here. And Paul's actually... 
what he's doing is he's actually co- quoting Habakkuk 2. If you go back and read Habakkuk 2, it says the same, says the same thing what we're talking about here. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. All right, so it says to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then it says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Who are the just? That is us. We are the believers, right? That the believers should live by faith. And it's interesting that he says right there that God, the righteousness of God, God will reveal himself from faith to faith to faith to faith. What is he saying right there? He's saying you should use your faith to get through life, to overcome whatever circumstance, overcome what issue, and then when your prayers get answers and then you overcome and you see the goodness of God right there, listen, you don't stop, you don't sit back on the couch and relax, it's a done deal, it's over, because listen, life's going to keep coming, and as it keeps coming, you start, you keep your faith moving and you keep believing and you keep praying and you keep expecting the next answer for the the next circumstance to be overcome, right? And you're moving faith to faith, to faith, to faith, to faith. That's how God expects us to live this life. That's exactly how... And, and, you know, faith, we overcomplicate it, but it's so simple. It's so simple. You know, in in, uh, Hebrews 11.1, it says that faith is the substance of, of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, it's interesting there that it says faith is. It doesn't say faith will be. Faith is present tense. Faith is, your faith means that you, you believe this word 100% true. Do you really believe the word? Right? And, and, and it's present tense. It's present tense. And your faith is, your faith is the force that, 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 that gives the substance to the answer to your prayers. In other words, it makes your, the, your prayer is you're praying for something that's not tangible at the moment. It's not manifested in your presence, in your situation, in your circumstances. So you're praying the prayer of faith, right? And you're waiting patiently until your faith gives tangibility to what you're asking for. In other words, you're, it brings into existence the things that you're praying for. Right? So, and your, so your, your, your faith is very important in understanding how to use it. Think about it like this. Think about it like this. And this is a very important scripture because this is the scripture that saved mine and Michelle's life, I believe. I'll share that story later. But Philippians 4.19, this is a scripture every believer uses at some point. You know, when they get their back gets against the wall. And then they, and they're, they're having a hard time and they all, they, they pull this scripture out. It says, for, it says that, that my God shall supply all your needs. You know, that's a very popular verse, very true verse. But do you believe that? Do you have a need? Is God supplying your need? I mean, think about it. Like, and see, 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 that God tells us that's our provider. So think about this. How do you get that provision? How do you get the provision from him to you? Now, we know, we know that God's not withholding, right? He's not, it goes against His nature. God is love. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to, 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 to accomplish the plan that He has for your life. And please don't tell me, if it's God's will, I will accomplish it. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that it's God's will to remove you from this earth. He wants you to accomplish what He set forth for you to do. 
Now, this world's broken and things happen and good people die and and God knows when you're going to go, but that doesn't mean God's taking you out. Listen, if God's going to take you out, wouldn't He rather take you out uh, on a chariot of fire rather than in a car crash? Come on, He's a God of love. Think about it. Think about it, right? So how do you get that provision? And you, 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 Because you, He's not withholding and He's not just giving provision out. And, and this, listen, this works for anything. Whether you need finances, whether you need healing, He's not withholding from you. You've got to settle that in your heart. He's not, he loves you. He's a God of love. And, so, so he's, and He's not just giving it out exactly how, a people, how He sees fit. And this is how most Christians live. They live their life going around day to day hoping something will change. They understand their circumstance they're going to, and their prayers are prayers of hope instead of prayers of faith. Listen, and, and people get confused when they, from that verse from Hebrews 11.1, 1, sometimes when it says that faith gives substance to the things hoped for. And they think it means that, that faith is just hoping God will help me. Help me, I'm dying here. Help me, help me. But that's not true. It's a faith and hope. Hope is future tense. Faith is present tense. Faith is fully persuaded, fully convinced. Fully persuaded and fully convinced of what? Of the truth of the Word of God. The promises in there where He says that I will provide for you. He will provide for you. He will make a way for you. Right? But you've got to learn to live the lifestyle of faith. Right? You don't just immediately step into that. Right? Because you, your choices create consequences in your life. Right? If you make a bunch of bad decisions and you end up into financial trouble because of it, and listen, been there, done that, right? And, and, and as a result, now you're having, instead of just believing God to pay your bills, you're having to believe God for a miracle to get out of this trouble. Now, God can make some things happen. He's going to be with you until you get through all of this. Now, He may or may not provide a financial miracle for that situation, and He will make a way for you to get through it. But you made the consequences, and you're going to ride those consequences out. But you can't give up. You can't give up. Amen? So listen, we got to know how to access that provision, and you access it by faith. You don't just live this life hoping. God made a way for you to succeed. He made a way for you to be the one He's called you to be, right? Because He knew you before you were born. He knew the plan He had for you before you were born. And He, and he did all of that intentionally because so that He could see you succeed. Right? And so you've got and you, and you to learn to access that provision, access anything that we need from God. We access it by faith. Right? Access it by faith. And so, and, and listen, and, and, and it's, it's so important that we understand that. Because let me tell you something. Until your faith gives substance to the things that you're hoping for, right? You can't, you can't spend it. You can't feel it. You can't smell it. You can't use it. Right? When you, so you, if, I'm, I'm just using money as an example here. If you're praying for, for your situation and you need finances, with, and then, then you need your faith to bring that into manifestation in your life. So faith, which is believing in, just like Austin was saying, trusting in, relying in the fact that God is He. Who is He? He is the Creator. He is the Almighty. He's the one that makes everything. He is the way maker. Come on. That you believe and trust in Him. That's when your faith will cause that provision to become tangible in your situation. In other words, you get your prayers answered. And now, you've got to understand something. See, too many people are expecting that that tangibility to come in the form of a magic trick. 
But God doesn't work by magic. God is not a magician up there playing magic games, right? God uses, any, uses the things of this earth to provide for you, the things of this earth to bless you, right? So you've got to learn to open your eyes. Instead of hoping something magically is going to appear, if you're needing finances and your faith, or you're believing God for finances, and your faith is, you believe the Scripture just as it, re- as it reads, and you're sitting there and you're praying and you're asking and you're waiting on your faith to give substance to your prayers, the answers to your prayers, open your eyes. Because the prayer may, ma- I mean, the answer may manifest in the form of a raise. It may manifest in a raise of, of a different job. It may manifest in the opportunity to do a side job. It may manifest in many, many ways. Guys, I've seen debts canceled. I have a friend of mine had $21,000 worth of credit card debt. Canceled. Canceled. He couldn't explain it. I said, don't try. Don't try. Just tell him to call me next. Yeah. <laughs> But he did. He called me crying. He was like, man, you're not going to believe this. He was working to go to Brazil to be a missionary. He had been praying and he had been believing God because he had created some debt that he did not do because he wasn't living the lifestyle of faith. He created debt in his own strength and he was believing God to get over it so he could get on that mission field. And guess what? God moved. How cool is that? But he all started because he was living the lifestyle of faith, trusting, believing, believing. And you've got to remember something. Faith is a spiritual law, just like the natural laws on this earth. I'm talking about like, like gravity. You know, gravity, that's a real thing. I mean, if I pick my iPad up and drop it, where is it going? It's going down, right? I mean, that's a, that's a natural law. It's going down. Well, let me tell you something. Faith is a spiritual law, and the great thing about spiritual laws is, is they supersede natural laws. And spiritual laws, when they supersede natural laws, they make things line up for whatever needs to be lining up for your situation, for the circumstances in your life. Amen. Romans 8, 2 says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. See, faith gets its framework from the law of the spirit of life, which is Jesus. And you activate that faith by believing. By believing. And when you activate that faith, faith, it will always overcome sin and death. And then, after it overcomes sin and death, it will give substance to life. Now, when it gives substance to life, what does that mean? That means now you have provision over lack. Come on. You have love over hate. You have peace over fear. You have help over sickness. Come on. All right? Understand? And you activate your faith, which is believing God's Word. Do you really believe God's Word? See, a lot of people don't believe God's Word. His Word says that by the stripes that Jesus bore on that cross, we're healed. Do you really believe it? You know, don't answer, but do you really believe it? Ask yourself this. Do you really? Because, see, I thought I knew. I thought I did believe before I went through a traumatic situation in my life. I had been grounded. I was in a church with probably under one of the greatest Word of Faith teachers that I know of. Got saved in that church, and me and Michelle, we had a great foundation. She already had a good foundation, but I had one that got into me, and we were there for about three or four years, and I mean, I had a good, solid foundation, and then we moved to Alex City and bought our farm up there, and, and I had that foundation in me, and I thought I believed. I thought I was living the lifestyle of faith. But we, and, and I'll share more with you about that here in just a minute. But the question is, do you really believe? See, most people, 
when a symptom comes on their body, what's their first reaction? Because your response is what you believe. You get a sniffle, are you down to the urgent care? Now, listen, I'm not preaching against doctors. You know where we stand on that. Doctors are important. They have their place. Sometimes your healing is in the doctor. There are times where I go to the doctor, okay? Right? Yeah. Keith's like, thank you. <laughs> but listen, doctors, don't you know that God created doctors for a reason? Right? So we need them. But your first response should be one of faith. When the symptom comes on your body, come on, don't just cower down and yield to fear and yield to the symptom. Rise up in boldness and faith. Find the promise in God. Speak the word. Speak it. I, by those stripes, I am healed. Meditate on that. Visualize the stripes that Jesus bore on his cross. See the blood that was being shed that paid the price for your sickness. And then you begin to declare it and you begin to be bold about it. And listen, get over the fact that people may think you're crazy. They don't care. Let them be sick if you're walking in healing. I don't care. But the point is, is you need to respond from a heart of faith, believing. You know, the, the truth is, is people don't find out what they believe until they're pressed all the way down. We were talking about that the other night. Do you really believe it? Do you really believe it? I mean, unbelieving is, it, it, it's, 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 what's, it's what's hurting the church. It's the biggest struggle that Christians have. And Jesus dealt with it. Look with me at Mark. This is, <laughs> Jesus dealt with this. Mark chapter 6. I never did get to the passion, but that's okay. Chapter 6, beginning in verse, we'll start in verse 4. It says, But Jesus said unto them, A prophet who is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house, he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and he healed them. Now Jesus is in his hometown. Do you think the power of God was with Jesus? Absolutely the power of God was there. Right? We saw this with the woman with the issue of the blood. We talked about that. The power of God was there, but he couldn't do nothing. He couldn't do anything. Why couldn't he do anything? Well, why couldn't he? Because those people were, they were still seeing Jesus from their natural senses. In other words, they were still seeing him as the 12-year-old kid running through the town. They were still seeing him as the little boy they watched grow up. They weren't seeing him as the man of God. And as a result, they were staying in the natural senses. And they they could not believe that he was who he said he was. I mean, go on, look at verse 6. He says he marveled. Because of their unbelief. See, their unbelief. See, believing activates your faith. Faith activates the power of God. And when you activate the power of God, now circumstances begin to change and begin to line up in your situations. See, see we don't pray a prayer of hope. Now, we pray a prayer of faith to give substance to what we're hoping for. Amen? And, uh, so, and I'm going to tell you something. There's so many believers, so many believers... So many, and that doesn't mean they're not going to heaven. There's so many believers that aren't acting out of faith. They're not walking the, will, the, the, God, the plan that God has for their life. They're not fulfilling it. Because they're trying to figure it all out in their natural senses. But God didn't ask us to do that, did He? He asked us, He, says, he said, I just, He said, Mark 9, 23, it says, Jesus said unto him, If thou can believe, if thou can believe, believe. All things are possible 
to him that have the Capital One credit card. No. All things are possible to him that believe. See, God has given people dreams. God given dreams, desires in your heart. Those dreams line up with the plan that he has for you the, to, to, to get you into a direction, to, to let the Holy Spirit inspire you to go along. That He's gifted you that way. But see, people, they can get the dream and, they, and then they, spend their old, they spend, end up spending their whole life wishing they could get that dream. Now they're wishing instead of praying a prayer of faith and believing. See, God just wants a willing vessel. He just said, believe me. Believe me. Take a step of faith. Don't figure it out. I don't need you to figure it out. We can't figure it out anyway. He just needs a vessel that he can use. He needs hands. He needs feet. He needs feet. He needs feet. He needs voices. Come on. He needs all of us. That's willing vessels. That's all he's looking for. He said, I don't need you to figure it out. Just believe. Just believe. Do you believe his word? It says, well, he'll provide for all my needs. Do you believe that? Because see, your reactions in life, your responses to life, show what you believe. You always, and I'm going to tell you something, you're going to speak what you believe. And see, I thought I knew faith. I thought I was living a lifestyle of faith. I, I really, I thought I did. I really did. Look with me at Mark 11. This is our, this is our classic uh, faith verse here. 11, 22. We'll start in 22. Talking about the, do you believe God? You know, I have to... And I'm going to tell you something. When you're learning this, you've got to remind yourself that you believe God. You've got to remind yourself. Because, you know, when the pressures of life come, and they come, they hit us all, myself included, oh, gosh, they come, right? And sometimes you do want to cower, and you want to just sink, sink down under the covers. You don't want to get up that day. But you've got to get up. You've got to go. You've got to keep... God's got a purpose for you. You've got a plan for you. Well, how am I going to do that? I'm not going to yield to this fear, but I'm going to yield to faith in the power of God so that I can walk out what God is calling me to do. Verse 22, it says, And Jesus answered, saying unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, this is Jesus talking, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Guys, believing is everything. Do you believe that He's your provider? Do you believe He's your creator? Do you believe that we're called to serve Him? Do you believe that He's got a plan to help you, help you work out into reestablishing His kingdom here on this earth? Do you believe it? Because believing what activates your faith, which touches the power of God. Yeah. Amen. And you need the power of God moving in your life, moving on your situation. See, all He's wanting us to do is believe. Believe. I remember uh, Jim Andrews. He is over Rama, Peru, and it's massive down there. Anna went down and did a, did a mission trip down there. And, uh, but he, when he graduated Rama, he knew he was called to go to Peru. And he, did not have a, he didn't have a lot of money. You know, it's funny how a lot of these ministers go through there, and they don't have, you know, they don't have a lot of money, that, and they really learn the lifestyle of faith. And, and, and Jim knew that he was called, and he said, I'm going. You know, and he graduated. 
And that next day, he got in his car with his wife, and they got a map. They had a little money, not much, and a car. And they got in that car, and they started driving. And they drove through Texas, got a hotel room, got up the next morning, drove into Mexico, couldn't speak the language, couldn't speak any of the... Now, they're driving to Peru, guys. Why? Because they knew God called them to go there. And they believed that he called them to go there. And they didn't know how they were going to get there. They didn't have the finances to get there. But they knew that if they took the step of faith and moved... See, faith is an act. And moved in that direction. That God would meet them every step of the way. And when they get somewhere where they feel like maybe they're lost. That God's going to be on the scene. His favor's going to be on them. His hand is going to be on them. And as a result, for some amazing reason, there was always somebody there that spoke English. When they needed gas. When they needed a hotel room. And he drove through Central America. Drove all the way into Peru. And now in Peru, as a result of his ministry, he's been there 20 plus years. Thousands of churches. They graduate thousands of graduates from the Bible college down there each year. Thousands of people that were touched for God. All because he didn't try to figure it all out, but he just chose to believe and then act, took a step of faith. See, what's the dream that God's given you? What's the plan? You know, you may not know the plan, but it ties to those dreams in your heart. Now, that's if you're, I'm not talking about the dream of a Corvette or the dream of a car, all that. That's, that's material things. I'm talking about the dreams that tie up with your talents and your gifts, right? All of those are in some way or another are connected to the plan that God has for you. Start seeking them out, right? Don't try to figure them out. Don't try to figure it all out. God just says, I want you to believe me and take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. It's very important. But see, too many people can't get, they can't get away from their flesh. That's why you've got to understand the three-part being of a man. We are a spirit. We have a soul, which is your mind, your intellect, your reasoning. And we live in this body, your flesh. Most people live this life driven by their flesh and their mind. Right? But God says, I want you to be led by your spirit. That's why Paul says, I keep my body under subjection to my spirit because your spirit man on the inside, which is made new at salvation, is what is directly connected to God. Not your feelings. not Because see, your circumstances may look bad. And they probably do. I've been there. They look horrible. And when those circumstances look hard, you've got to choose. Am I going to respond from my circumstances or am I going to respond from God's word? Right? But it's all going to be based off what you believe because how you respond really is what you believe. Right? Because you can pretend because I thought I knew the lifestyle of faith. I had a foundation. I'm going to close with this story here. It's pretty long, so I'm closing early. (laughs) And and some, I don't know if anybody knows this. I know Mama D and Pop know this story. Some, I may have shared it with some because it's a powerful story. But when Michelle and I got married, we, I got saved in Birmingham, I won't go through the whole, for the, whole, the whole story for the sake of time. But we were there, saved in Word of Life Christian Center in Birmingham, Alabama. And got a good foundation of faith put inside me. And then we left Birmingham, and we moved to Alexander City. And, and we got there, and we, 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 we got us a nice home, nice, nice plot of land there. And uh, How many acres did we end up with there? 20, 30, 30 acres, yeah. I knew Pop would know. Uh, so we, we, ended, we acquired all of that. And, 
And, you know, I had a good job then. I was just living in the world, working a good job. We were, we were in, not really in a part of a church then. Uh, and, and so as a result, we were drying up spiritually. So that foundation that I had, that we had, was drying up because we weren't using it. Right? We weren't living that lifestyle. We thought we believed. Or I'm speaking for myself. I thought I believed. I really did. You know, I, I go to church on Sunday and they say believe. I believe, you know. So I thought I believed. So I had a good job, made, you know, $70,000 a year at that time, which was good money that, back then. Uh, good money. You know, we, we was always between 50 to 70 at that time. And, but we lived like most people in the world. In other words, we spent every penny we had. In other words, we, we, we bought enough car payments, enough house payments, enough this payment, enough that payment, because we could afford to pay it. Because, in other words, we were living to our limits, right? Like probably 90% of the people in this world do. And, and you know, we would look at it, and we were like, wow, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't take any hits. Couldn't take any hits. And I remember telling her, I was like, well, you know, if we can just... If we can just hang on for, you know, just keep working and keep doing our deal. And, and, and for, for what we, if we can do this for three years and pay this one off, we get a little breathing room, blah, 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 blah. You know, we figuring it out in our natural senses. Forget about, we're not even bringing God into the equation and, at this point. Big mistake. So we're, we're going on. And everything's, we're, we're living life. And everything's going good. Then 9-11 hits. Some of you may not even remember that. When the Twin Towers, the terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers hit. And when that happened, there was a crazy hit to the economy. And guess what happened? They, they, they cut my job. They didn't fire me, but they cut my job. They moved me to another one. Right? But the other job took a, paid about 20 grand less a year. We're in trouble. We can't take any hits. We can't take any hits. Now, we're, we're getting frantic now. The bricks are loading on our shoulders. We're feeling the pressure. I don't know if any of y'all have ever had any financial trouble like that, but it stinks, right? And it's on there, and you're just like, oh, why am I living? You know, this is horrible. I've done all of this, and I'm doing everything that I can to fix it. I, I'm running credit cards up, doing this to pay, to pay, to pay, trying to fix it. Guess what? I've never reached out to God. I've never gone back to my, what I believed or thought I believed. And I, I, I'm very futuristic. I can, I'm very good at analyzing. I can see if you keep doing this a certain way, it's going to cause these problems and this, that, and other. Works really good in building. And so I can see, I can see the bottom. We're on a slippery slope. I can see we're going to lose everything. We're going to lose it all. We're going down a slope. And I mean, I, there's no way out of this. I cannot, we can't work enough. There's not enough hours in the day. And we're just hanging on, and we're just, and, and, you know, we're just trying to do the best that we can. We can. Still not bringing God into the equation. And I got up one, one, one morning to shave, and I'm standing in front of the mirror, and I'll never forget this. And I mean, I'm just really feeling like, I mean, I didn't feel like doing nothing. You know, because, you know, you, you get into a state of depression and all of this. And, and I'm sitting there shaving, and, I'm, and, and I went to shave, and I went to put my razor up like that, and I looked in the mirror, and I heard God. And I hadn't heard him in a long time. But he, he said to me, he said, he said, where am I at? That's all he said. He said, where am I at? And I thought, oh, my gosh. He was getting my attention. Because I've never shared this. He said, he said, where am I at? And he said, and I realized he wasn't in the equation. 
We're on, we're, we're on a train wreck. We're heading for the rock bottom. We're, 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 we're about to lose everything we got. And I don't even think Mama D and Pop knew about it at this point. We're trying to fix it. We're trying to fix it. Matter of fact, I think they came into the equation when it was just about too late. And, and, and so what I did, when I did that, I just, I just fell to my knees right there in the bathroom, and I repented. You know, I repented. I just like, well, God, I'm so sorry. And I'm so sorry. I repented. And then I went back to what I knew. I said, the only thing I can, I can't fix this in the natural, so it's time to, 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 to get, away from the, get away from this flesh and get away from my mind and get back to what I know is true, which is the Word of God. And I got hold of that Scripture. It says, my God shall supply all my needs. And I began to pray it, and I began to confess it by faith. And I'm talking about all, many, many times during the day. And I didn't care who saw me, who heard me, because I'm going to tell you something, I'm about to lose everything. You can call me what you want, but I'm coming out of this thing, right? And I, I realized then, I didn't really believe. But I changed my mind really quick, because believing is just a choice. And I chose to believe. And I did, I, I did, I, and, and so all of this is progressing over time. Now, this is happening really, but it's happening quick. And we're almost down to the wire. And we finally bring Mom and Papa in on the equation, you know, hey, you know, we're about to lose everything, you know, we're going to have to move, we're going to have to make some adjustments, this, that, and other. And Mama D was at work, and she worked at a big hunting plantation. And the owner of that plantation was in there that day, and I don't really know what all was said there. But he had come to something to the effect that he asked her, how is she doing? She said, I'm not doing real good. My daughter's about to lose her house. And he looked back at her and he said, no, she's not. And so they came over to the house and they began to talk. I wasn't there. Began to talk to Michelle. Long story short, Mama D and then were there. He, long story short, he said, you're not going to lose your property. He said, let me call the bank. I got enough money in there to take care of anything that we need around here. So he calls the bank. Like that, he buys the property. And I'm over like, wait a minute, my Suburban's tied up into the mortgage. Well, you're going to need that. I'll just pay that off. You can have that. Gives us our Suburban back. Now, this is a farm that we've built. We've built, uh, had a nice shop, nice place. It was really a nice place. And he came back and he said, you know what? He said, I don't want your house and I don't want you to leave. He said, he said I'm gonna, you know, I, I, do want, I do want 20 plus acres in the back. He said, so I'm going to, I'm going to sell you back your house. I'm going to sell you back your house and about three acres right there. You got your chop and you got your room for your ponies, your animals and all of this. I'm going to sell it all back to you. Interest free, how much can you pay me a month? I thought, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that was just a start. That was a start to us getting here. God put him in my, in my life because I made that choice to believe. At that time, I was hitting rock bottom. I'm about to lose everything. And, and I mean, I'm about to lose it all. It's all about to go. And now all of a sudden, I got to my house, my own property back. All the pressure's off my shoulders. I'm picking my house payment. Who gets to do that? Interest free, right? And, 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 and plus I get a free Suburban out of the deal. I mean, come on. You think I wasn't praising and worshiping God? Man, glory to God, I was doing cartwheels. I was excited. But it all happened because, and let me tell you something, that's when we learn you live the lifestyle of faith. Because see, people that don't live the lifestyle of faith are creating debt for themselves, trying to find happiness, pursuing happiness. 
You know, they're, they're trying to buy things to, to fill a void. I love the way Michelle does a better job of explaining that. But they have a void they're trying to fill, and they're trying to fill that void with stuff. And they end up spending money because their fleshly desires, they want a boat, they want this, they want that. And, and God says, but I know the desires of your heart. If you just follow my systems, you can have them, right? And, but people, they get into debt, and now they're, guess what? Now they're in bondage, financial bondage. Because when you're covered in debt, but God wants you to move to Brazil, you can't move because you've created this bondage. Now you've got to believe Him instead of getting to Brazil, you've got to believe Him to get out of this mess you created. But see, when you live a lifestyle of faith, you learn to go to God first with everything, even the small stuff, even the kayak paddle. It's just a hundred bucks. I could go buy a kayak paddle. But guess what? I got one for free. Why? Because I went to God first and I patiently waited him and waited on him and I let, I, I let my faith tap into the power of God. And when I put my hand on the paddle, he, showed, he quickly told me and reminded me, I know the desires of your heart. He's reminding me, stay close to me. Stay close to me. And see, I said I was closing. I'm really closing here, I promise. <laughs> and you don't, Learn to live the lifestyle. Learn to believe God for the needs in your life. If you need a... Parents, you need to be doing this now over your... You know, I have already... Michelle and I have prayed in the spouse, the husbands and the wives for all of our children. Right? All, every one of them. We prayed them. And guess what? Everyone so far has been a good, godly man or woman. And they, they, they've all been exactly what we prayed for. You need to be praying that way over your children. Don't be speaking over your children. I was talking with a guy last week. He was like, yeah, my son, he's a good for nothing. This, that, and That's like, shut up. Don't speak that over your child. That is your child that you've been blessed with, and you have the honor and privilege of teaching him and leading him and guiding him into being a man of God, and you have spiritual responsibility over him. Speak life over him. Don't speak negative things. Pray and speak, pray, speak words of faith over your children. Amen. Speak Words are everything. If you want to know the direction your life's going, take a minute and just listen to the words coming out of your mouth. Right? Just listen to that. Because I'm going to tell you, remember when, when Gabriel, the angel Gabriel went to, to meet Zechariah and, and, and he was there to tell him that, hey, buddy, your, your prayer's been answered. You're going to have a baby. Right? But what did he do? He couldn't, he couldn't get out of the flesh. He couldn't get out of the circumstances around him. He said, but wait a minute. We're talking hard, talking about this and that. That can't happen. What about this, 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 and this? What did the angel do? The angel said, zip. Zipped his mouth closed, didn't it? For nine months. Why? Because God knew. Hey, you keep running your mouth. You're going you're to talk yourself out of this blessing. And you're going you're gonna to ruin everything. The whole plan. Watch the words that you speak. Speak words of faith. Right? It's not speaking words of faith is not denying the problem. See, a lot of people they say, well, those faith people, they just deny the problem. No, you don't deny the problem. Right? You just don't give it place in your life. When those symptoms come on your life, you start you start coming on your body. Your first response is to not only to go to God and pray, but speak. That's why 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 when God says put on the armor of God, he says, use the word of the the sword of the spirit which is our weapon which is the word of God speak open your mouth when those symptoms come on your body you be quick to declare no those don't have any place here I'm a child of God that has a plan 
for my life. And it will not stay here. It will not. The body, I command you to begin to, to line up and grow. Cells grow that need to grow. Line up so that I can be in the perfection and the health that God created me to be. Declare it. But not only declare it, believe it. Believe it. Amen. Listen, the words of words, words, words have messed a lot of people up. Have messed up. Don't speak the circumstances. Speak words of faith. I'm blessed. I'm an overcomer. I'm favored. Come on, I'm, I'm going to the other side. Does that mean I'm going to have problems in this life? Absolutely. Does that mean I'm not going to have to deal with anything in this world? Nope, it's a broken world. You're going to have to deal with them just like i got to deal with them. But how we respond may be different because I promise you I'm going to respond from a, from a standpoint of faith because I fully believe. I'm fully persuaded, just like Abraham. I'm fully, he was fully persuaded. You know, people had to think, Abraham and Noah, the guys in the Bible, I mean, they had to think, those guys are nuts. But we're learning from those nuts right now, right? So they can call me nuts all they want. I don't care because I'm overcoming. And I'm not going to limit God by speaking negative words over my life, over my children, over this church, over my business, over you. I'm going to speak words of faith. We're going to come over. We're coming over the top. We're going to accomplish the vision that's right out there on that wall. We're going to, we're going to love God, lead people, grow disciples, and we're going to win the world. Glory to God. But the world's falling apart. No, I don't care. God still has a plan. He still wants His kingdom established. That's why Jesus came. Glory to God. And we're going to, have, we're going to play our part. And everybody that's a member of this church is going to be on this train ride with us. And it's going to be good. It's going to be glorious. And it's going to be fun.